Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is Matthew 5, verses 14 through 16. Grab yourself a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles or crochet hook and join us. I'm Pastor Amanda Zenzelo. I serve as the pastor at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Don Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, so we were inspired by last week's discussion of the man with the withered hand. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do a series of kappas on the Bible texts that you picked for your ordination for the next couple of weeks. That's right. We're beginning with Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16, and I would love it if you'd start by reading it. Excellent. So for my ordination, and therefore for our conversation here, I chose to use the message translation for okay. this specific reading for the gospel. Because you liked the language better. I did. I liked the way that Eugene Peterson brought out kind of a different flavor, and you'll catch that here in a moment. I used the message because Eugene Peterson really, there are moments in his translation, his paraphrase really, where he adds a poetic nature to his translation work. And this in particular kind of resonated in a different way by using it out of the message. So, starting with verse 14, here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. And here ends the reading. I'm going to guess that that does sound very different than the version that we're used to. Mm-hmm. which is going to be something to the tune of let your light shine so forth in the world kind of thing. Kind of. Yeah. Let me pull it up in the NRSV and we'll see. So in the NRSV, these verses, you are light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one after lighting a lamp puts it under a bushel basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light so shine before others that they may see your good works and give glory to the Father in heaven. Now, when you first encountered this, mm-hmm. which version did you get? The NRSV. The NRSV. Sure. And you mm-hmm. still were like, yep, that hits. And then you found this other one? Well, it's a bit of a journey. So for those who feel like this is, sounds familiar for some reason, it should. Because verse 16 is the verse that we speak to everyone at their baptism. Okay. When you are given your candle in your baptism, you are told to let your light so shine in the world that they may see your good works and glorify God in heaven. That is the verse that you are told as you receive that candle. And for myself in my baptismal day, that candle really held a ton of meaning. And my baptismal candle is on my dresser and I see it every day of my life. And so holds a tremendous amount of meaning for me. And that's how I kind of came to know the verse. There's also a particular song that for me in my own journey mattered a ton. 
please don't tell me it was this little light of mine. No. Okay. <laughs> no. Although that one's funny. And we do say like Lutherans are really good at letting their little light shine. Sure. They're afraid of being a big old flame or a torch. We're really good at being a little light. But Jennifer Knapp is a Christian songwriter and she really had a strong heyday in the year 2000, 1999, 2000, right as I was starting to come into seminary and right as I was looking at ordination as a possibility for my life and discerning my call. And her song called Martyrs and Thieves, it leans into this verse in a big way. Okay. The chorus of it is, so turn on the light and reveal all the glory. I am not afraid to bear all my weakness, knowing in meekness that I have a kingdom to gain, where there is peace and love in the light. In the light, I am not afraid to let your light shine bright in my life. And that chorus and the song of recognizing, I will never be enough. I will never have all the right words or say the right things, or be in the right spots at the right time, I will never be sufficient to meet all of the needs of God's people. And what I can do is I can trust in God's brilliance and God's radiance, and I can let myself be a part of that radiance. And even those parts of me that are weak or are not as easy if I can be courageous and share those, if I can be willing to let that part of my life be evident in the world, God can use that. So the combination of this verse coming at my baptismal vow, really, at the moment of my baptism, and this particular song kind of resonating and echoing at a time when I was discovering how I wanted to be be in my faith and who I wanted to be as a called individual, those came together to bring this text to the forefront for my options for ordination. And then as I was preparing for ordination, I just looked through all the different translations and trying to find which one did I want to use. And when Eugene Peterson said, you're there to bring out the God colors of the world, it's just such a beautiful turn of phrase. And I love that idea that we're here to bring out the God colors of the world and to look into all of the world around us and to see the God colors everywhere around us and that how we live our life can enhance that and can reveal that in beautiful ways. And I wanted on that day that set me up for what I would do for the rest of my career, God willing, of course, to be reminded that that's the promise that I was making, to be brave enough that even in those places where I feel the weakest, to let God shine through that somehow and to trust that that's what I'm called to do, that hiding and avoiding being seen is not what God has called me to do. Is this something that you get to preach on regularly? Or is this not show up in the lectionary? I think it's in the lectionary, not very often. Do you use it anyway, if it happens to be a Sunday that you're doing a baptism? <laughs> I mean, it's definitely in the baptismal rite, but I haven't pulled it and preached on it. I think I've preached on it a time or two, but 
It feels like there are only so many times poor congregations can hear a person say, this was my ordination text. (laughs) And will like still be interested. That may be true, but I don't think anybody should ever get used to hearing that they're a light that needs to be shown throughout the world, right? Especially now when things seem very dim. (laughs) And it's hard, right? It's super hard. I think at least for me, there are so many times in life where I have felt like I should be quieter. It might be hard for people to believe that of me, like, People who see me in public a lot might have a hard time believing that. But there's plenty of times in my life where very loudly in my own spirit, I have felt like I am taking up too much space or being too bold or putting myself forward too much. And to circle back and to come back to this particular passage and to say, this is the pathway that God has called me on. And as long as I can keep pointing to Jesus, as long as that's my reason for being in public, as long as that's my reason for stepping forward, as long as that is what I am doing in some way, then I'm, I'm leading into this call that for me is sometimes super uncomfortable. I'm fascinated to hear you say that you feel like you're taking up too much space, especially when you started this entire discussion saying that this gave you the freedom to feel like your light would be enough, even though you knew it wasn't Mm going to be able to take care of everything anyway. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting tension there. Right? It's always this tension. I think the challenge in this text, one of the many challenges in this text for me, is to recognize that the light is not just mine. Like who I am is a part of that light. And I think that that's important to recognize that who I am and how I am is a part of how that light shines and those pieces and how that radiance gets into the world. I also think that in the best of moments, I am more the actual fixture of the lamp than the radiance itself. Okay. It's hard to find that balance. How do you serve as the container of God's grace? How do you create that space for God's grace to just flow through you and shine through your life in one way or another without getting caught up in it or getting burned by it, Mm -hmm. frankly? And it's this challenging daily balance. So many days, and this has nothing to do with how much I love people or don't love people, There are so many days where I would rather hide under a bushel. (laughs) I am an introvert. I could hermit in a heartbeat. (laughs) The pandemic being home has not been a terrible challenge for me. Same. I have not felt the isolation that many of the other people in our world, even other introverts, have experienced. That has not been my challenge in this time, for which I am grateful. Absolutely. And I know that I'm called to not hide under the bushel. And so that's the challenge for me, to know that I'm not enough, to know that God will show up, to keep being radiant even when I don't think that I can, to trust that God's radiance will supply, and to trust that even if it gets so bright that people see parts of me that are really hard to share— that God can still use that somehow. It's all in this text for me. Excellent. Okay, that's going to lead me to my last question. Mm -hmm. 
Not too long ago, we did a podcast on changing how we talk about certain things, light and dark being one of them. Mm -hmm. In view of all of that, how does that change how you feel about this particular text? And I was fascinated hearing the version that you chose focused much less on that light and dark language itself. But you picked this predating this new thing, correct? I did. I mean, I've been ordained for 15 years now, so I chose this a long time ago, long before I was aware in the ways that light and dark language can contribute to racist terminology. So it's interesting, right, how to interact with this. I will say that personally for me, light and dark passages have been so huge in my own experience of faith This passage in particular, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness will not overcome it, which Mm -hmm. is the symbolism on the ring that I wear every day. Those passages have had deep echoes for my own faith practice. So I have to really work on finding ways to even ponder how I image those in my own head. So... This version still says, you know, shine your light. This version still has that in there. But to be able to either, when reading it aloud, shift the word light to radiance. Mm -hmm. You are called to be a radiant one. You are called to be luminescent. Mm -hmm. Those are ways to go. And I wonder if Eugene Peterson would have headed that direction had he translated this now instead of when he did. But for me, it's something I still struggle with and I'm still coming to terms with and finding the way. And I'll say that when we do baptisms, it's hard to make certain that I don't say, let your light so shine before others. Sure. That they may see your good works, but to shift it, to let your radiance be so vibrant before others, right? finding ways and shine is still a word that we can use. So just finding that shift in language. Oh, and that is real for many things from pronouns to everything else that we're Mm -hmm. all learning to sort of roll with and change. That's right. And it matters and it's worth it long-term. So step-by-step. Excellent. Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us learn a little more about Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. I look forward to sitting down with you next week to talk about the next verse. Indeed. And thank you all for joining along. I would be fascinated to hear about your encountering of this verse or another gospel passage that has made a difference in your faith life. If you're willing to share, please reach out to us at podcast at centralportland.org. We look forward to hearing from you. Until we are back in your ears again, remember, God loves you no matter what.